Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President of Open Systems Media, leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises, and I'm here for this week's Five Minutes with discussion. This week, I am talking to the CEO of QuickLogic, Brian Faith. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you? Uh, just fine, thank you. So the probably the hottest topic right now in our space is AI, and I like I like to stick to machine learning because it really brings it down to the embedded space. Um, let's talk about machine learning at the edge or at the node. Are we at the point where the processing capabilities are available today to do real machine learning at the node, or is, is that something that we're still deferring back to the cloud? Well, I think you're starting to see that now, and I'm glad you actually referred to Node because we're definitely seeing even an argument among people about what is Edge versus what is Node. Um, and as far as Node goes, yeah, with battery-powered devices, putting more processing and machine learning where the sensor is located, I think you're starting to see that now um, in many markets. Okay, so you just took it one step further. Okay, and I'll stick with the term Node because, I, because it sounds like you like that. But I asked if there's enough processing power to do that. Um, I hadn't even thought of doing it with a battery. So now you're down to another level. So I'll ask the question again. Is there enough processing power to do this in a battery-powered application? There is in certain cases. And I think it's what it's causing is people to rethink the problem. I think you're already seeing people that are doing neural networks to think about how to move from a, a large floating point uh, bit width down to fixed point and fixed point to reduce those down to a smaller number of bits. And when you do that, you actually can start deploying some of those neural nets on lighter weight processors like microcontrollers. And with that innovation, now you can actually start to see some of that uh, machine learning getting deployed out at the battery powered device level. And I bet if you circle that with some programmable logic, you have a, a real solution there, huh? Well, that's what we like to hear. Um, I think what we're seeing with program logic is that it's very good as a pre-processing block and doing some of the feature extraction that actually eases the load on the neural network. And when you do things in sort of a hybrid processing approach, that's what allows you to reduce the power consumption and therefore get into some of these battery-powered devices. So it doesn't solve every problem from a deployment point of view, but it definitely means the technology has reached that point where you can start to deploy some intelligence out there. But with a technology that's so new, like machine learning, uh, would it be to the developer's benefit to use a more discrete solution where it's easier to swap in and out parts because the technology is changing so quickly? Well, yes and no. I think, and you hit it on the head with the types of developers that are actually building these systems. We're seeing that, you know, there's no longer really the hardware engineer that's really the decision maker in this whole process, the, the data scientist or the system engineer. And they typically don't know how to do RTL or VHDL or Verilog or hardware design. What they want is a nice environment that they can use to do the machine learning, to train the networks, and then deploy that knowledge, if you will, out to the endpoint. So the people that are going to be successful are the ones that actually abstract to such a level that you're, you're basically working in these online systems and not really caring about the details of the hardware. So it definitely puts a bigger burden on semiconductor companies to create that level of abstraction. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite topics with respect to anything in Embedded is the ecosystem that surrounds it. Um, describe for me the sort of ecosystem that QuickLogic is living in today with respect to machine learning and AI. What's available to somebody? That's also a good question. So if you look at um, what we announced with our own AI strategy or machine learning strategy in May of this year, 
we actually built an ecosystem where somebody, uh, General Vision, has a neural network architecture called radial basis function, um, and that's been deployed in a Nepis hardware accelerator device. So they're part of our ecosystem where we can connect our microcontroller called our EOS S3 to that chip. Um, but as I said earlier, the real trick here is how you make it easy for people to prototype systems, experiment in the playground and the sandbox, and then deploy those algorithms of the learning. And uh, we have another partner called Sensimal, and they have a very nice uh, web front end that allows you to build your knowledge and then create these um, knowledge packs, if you will, that you can deploy in these embedded systems. So you really need that end-to-end -end approach to make it easy for the types of engineers that are developing these systems. What are those types of engineers? I was actually just about to wrap up this interview, but you piqued my curiosity when you said... Well, a lot of these engineers... What are those so a lot types of, of engineers? If you think about endpoint AI or machine learning, the, the number of end markets and applications is, is exhaustive. And it, you need to be able to give a system to a system engineer or a CTO in a small company, um, some kind of an entrepreneurial data scientist, and just let them experiment um, in the software environment. And again, totally abstract out the details of the hardware. So it's sort of a frictionless, up and running in 30 minutes system. And then once they have developed or deployed that knowledge, they can get that out into these systems in the real environment. And um, those are the types of engineers. It's people that semiconductor companies typically don't call on and they don't build systems for, so it really requires us to revamp how we go to market. That's pretty interesting, and I think that's the uh, topic for the next discussion. Um, hadn't really thought about it from that perspective. Uh, I'm afraid we have to wrap up. We've used up our five minutes. That was Brian Faith. He is the CEO of QuickLogic, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Thank you, Brian. Have a great day. Thank you, Rich. Talk to you later.